everyone, and welcome to another episode of Your Press Play News. My name is Natalia. I'm a staff writer. My name is Nadia, and I'm a contributor. My name is Michael. I'm the social media manager. And here's your news for this week. FAU had nine active coronavirus cases as of October 30th, five of them being students and four being faculty. All cases are on the Boca Raton campus. The university's vaccine incentive program ended October 31st. There is no plan for another similar incentive in the future. Palm Beach County is averaging 143 new cases per day, a 42% decrease in cases from the previous two weeks, according to New York Times data. 60% of Palm Beach County residents are fully vaccinated. Florida has the lowest daily average cases per capita in the United States, according to the Sun Sentinel, a huge turnaround after the coronavirus ravaged the state over the summer and early fall months. Governor Ron DeSantis made headlines on October 25th when he promised a $5,000 bonus to any police officer willing to move to Florida. Many police unions in the United States have protested vaccine mandates in their departments. DeSantis insisted his offer was not political and said that the offer is open to all officers willing to relocate to Florida, not just unvaccinated officers, but added that he did not think police officers should be fired for shots. For more info, visit upressonline.com and read the COVID-19 update. In May, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a voting bill in Florida. According to Law and Crime News, this new bill, quote, unconstitutionally discriminates against Black people, Latinx people, other minorities, and old people, all in effort to deny them access to the ballot box. As a result, half a dozen civil rights groups and other individuals sued the state to combat what they call, quote, a voter suppression bill. On October 29th, the New York Times reported that three University of Florida professors, Dan Smith, Michael McDonald, and Sharon Austin, have been barred from assisting plaintiffs in a lawsuit to overturn the state's new voting laws. Many deem the university's decision unconstitutional, stating that it goes against the First Amendment. However, university officials told the three that participating in a lawsuit against the state is, quote, adverse to UF's interests. Daniel Tilley, legal director of the American Civil Liberties Union, stated that, quote, UF simply should not be looking to Governor DeSantis to decide which speech activities it will permit its employees and students to engage in. According to the AP, UF routinely allows its professors to testify in cases in which they can provide expertise. And this isn't the first time Smith has testified in Florida voting rights cases. In an October 30th statement, UF stated that they did not deny the First Amendment or academic freedom to the three professors. On Thursday, October 28th, Facebook announced it had changed the company name to Meta. Announced at the Facebook Connect Argumented and Virtual Reality Conference, the change reflects the company's growing ambitions beyond social media. Over the years, the company had revamped their efforts in hardware, including the introduction of the portal video calling devices and the Ray-Ban Stories glasses, to name a few. The name change comes among the various news reports of the former Facebook employee, Frances Hagen, releasing internal company documents to news outlets, lawmakers, and regulators. The reports show the company is aware of the many harms its apps and services cause, but do not address the struggles and issues with them. On October 28th, Governor Ron DeSantis sued the Biden administration over its vaccine mandate for federal contractors, saying that the president overstepped his legal authority. The governor said, quote, the federal government is exceeding its power and it is important for us to take a stand because in Florida, we believe these are choices based on individual circumstances, end quote. Biden signed the mandate for federal employees in September and is due to go into effect in December. In addition to the rules for federal employees, the Biden guidelines require any employer that employs more than 100 people to require vaccinations or testing. Federal contractors are not allowed to opt for testing rather than vaccination under Biden's mandate. The
The DeSantis lawsuit seeks an immediate injunction to the rule. Authorities in Northern Virginia are staying on high alert going into the Halloween weekend, following a potential threat possibly linked to ISIS. According to USA Today, the credibility of the threat is still being investigated, but authorities are still proceeding with caution. A senior law enforcement official, as reported by USA Today, says the threat is directed towards shopping malls in Fredericksburg, Virginia, 50 miles southwest of Washington, D.C. In a statement, the Arlington County Police Department said that the threat is unconfirmed, but police presence will be heightened around the county. Other surrounding county police departments have issued similar statements and urge residents to report suspicious activity. A Texas Republican lawmaker has launched an investigation into some of the state district libraries, demanding that educators say whether their schools own books from a 850 title list. State Representative Matt Crossy, who is running for Texas Attorney General, sent an inquiry to the Texas Education Agency and some school superintendents as part of his role as chair of the Texas House Committee on General Investigating. The letter requests that school districts acknowledge how many copies of the 850 books listed their schools own, as well as how much money their district spent on copies of the titles. Krauss wants superintendents to identify any other books or content that may address or contain topics of human sexuality, STDs, AADs, HIV, or material that might make, quote, students feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or other form of psychological distress because of their race, sex, or country that a student, by virtue of their race or sex, is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive. Books that touch on these subjects violate the state's HB 3979 law, a law that went into effect last month and which limits how race-related subjects are taught in the state's schools. Thousands of Sudanese marched in the capital of Khartoum and other cities on Saturday, October 30th. This is all in protest against a coup that took place. This coup threatens to sabotage Sudan's democracy, which began in 2019 after autocrat Omar al-Bashar was ousted and arrested following his 25-year presidency. According to NBC News, the military, quote, dissolved the transitional government of Prime Minister Abdallah Hamdok and the Sovereign Council, which is a power-sharing group of military officers and civilians that began rule in late 2019. Both the European Union and the U.S. have denounced the coup, and three protesters were killed and dozens injured as security forces opened fire in multiple locations, according to AP News. General Abdel Fattah Burhan announced earlier this week that the military would hold power until elections in July 2023. Saturday, October 30th's protests and the large turnout is, quote, bound to increase pressure on the generals who face condemnations from the U.S. and other Western countries to restore a civilian-led government, stated AP News. Tension has been rising between U.S. and China after the leader of Taiwan, President Tsai Ing-wen, spoke to CNN in an exclusive interview. In it, she said the threat from Beijing is growing every day as she confirmed the presence of American troops on the Taiwanese Seoul. Taiwan and mainland China have been separately governed since the nationalists retreated to Taiwan more than 70 years ago. Taiwan is now a flourishing democracy, as CNN states, but the Chinese Communist Party continues to view the island as an inseparable part of its territory, even though they have never controlled it. A spokesman for China's Taiwan Affairs Office confirmed that Beijing reserved the right to use force to pursue, quote, unification. This is because in the year 2004, when Taiwan re-elected Xin Su-bin as president, China passed an anti-secession law 
stating China's right to use, quote, non-peaceful means against Taiwan if it tried to secede from China. President Joe Biden announced at the G20 summit on Sunday, October 31st, that the United States had reached a deal to roll back tariffs on billions of dollars of European steel and aluminum. Biden and European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen announced that the U.S. and European Union would reestablish trade flows to pre-2018 levels when former President Donald Trump announced stricter tariffs on some of the United States' closest allies. The EU, in return, will lift retaliatory tariffs on American goods and will not go forward with a new wave of tariffs they had planned to implement on December 1st. Biden administration officials said the rollback would protect U.S. workers, help shipping, and lower costs for American consumers. And that's been your Press Play News of the Week. <laughs>